0: A lot of people in our generation are struggling in terms of making bold and wise decisions. Either they are very passive, anxious or undecisive. We want to learn the series MOVE to making bold and godly and strong and wise decisions. The series is called MOVE. The topic is BE HONEST. And because in our lives we have a lot of crossroads, right? There are moments in our lives we, we have to make a decision which directions we want to go. Because you are right now where you are because you made decisions in your life. And sometimes when you're looking back, there are certain decisions you're regretting. You say, if I could restart my life, I will do this and that a little bit differently, right? That's a lot of decisions we're looking back and say, strike. That's it. That was a real good deal from God above. Because we make decisions privately, but there's always an output publicly. You made a decision private, it came out public. And when you're looking at history, a lot of things who people invented has to do because a lot of people made decisions. Let's go, for example, if you' go into a city like Zurich, for example, Zurich is an international city sometimes, or like London, I call it like a fruit salad. Fruit salad. People from all over the world. Now you ask the question, why there is no big deal to live together with different nations? Because many years ago, there was a name, a guy, Martin Luther King. He was on a crossroad and he made decisions. I believe that it doesn't matter what color you have. There's an equal right, an equal value for every person. That's why we have a lot of fruit salad cities. It's not a big deal anymore because Martin Luther made a statement. Or what's about vacation? I don't know, maybe you like to go on vacation with the f- plane. If you're afraid to fly, that's the right place, for, plane for you. If you're looking at the airport or you're flying on vacation, you have to think back. There were two brothers that made for 10 years a decisions we will not give up because for more than 10 years the brother writes. 10 years that one crash and then the next crash they survived. Next crash survived until the plane was able to fly. Now today we fly and think since 1 million years there were always air, air, uh, airplanes. What well, another one is cars, the cars industry are huge. The new Tesla came out, you need just engine uh, power. The cars are amazing. There was a guy, his name was Henry Ford. He said, I want to produce a T-Mobile for 250 bucks. When he said 250 US dollars, everybody starts to laugh. 250, it's unreal. And today, the car industry is so big because there were people, they made certain decisions. What's about wrong decisions? Have you ever had a wrong girlfriend or a wrong boyfriend? Yes, I had a wrong girlfriend. She was right, but together we were wrong. And my mom always said to me, she's not good for you. Wrong girlfriends or wrong boyfriends, it's not fun. What's about wrong purchases? I see now a lot of girls, oh yeah, that's me. This is a nice tablet, but to phone, no good. What's about job? Have you ever applied for a wrong job? There's a lot of people that think, oh, this job is, you earn a lot. But in end, it's not good. You know, life it's all about decisions. In this series, I want to help you to make smart, godly, and wise decision that you're looking back one day and you will not regret about the decisions, the crossroads you take in your life. I want to start with one deep question. Are you ready? The first question is to make a godly, smart decision. Is am I am being honest? with myself, that's the first question. Am I being honest with myself? You think, why are you you asking this question? This is a no-brainer. I'm not so sure, it's not a no-brainer because I want to tell you a story. My wife and me, we're on TV Monday morning, uh, counseling on TV. There was recently a guy, he phoned us and says, Pastor Leo, since two weeks I have always nightmares. I'm not able to sleep anymore and I'm so tired because every night I wake up and have such horrible dreams and I wake up and I'm sweating and I'm not able to sleep anymore. Why is that so? And I asked him, is there maybe a link to your personal life? He said, "Um, yes, maybe I drink 12 bottles of beers every day. But he said to me, But the nightmare will not come from the beer. And he said, you know, I'm so disappointed because all my friends are saying to me, you are addicted of beer. And he said, I am not addicted of beers. I only drink 12 bottles of beers a day. And I was shocked about how smart this guy is. Because when it comes to reality, when it comes to honesty, You are the best salesman in your own life. You know, you know, some salesmen they want to sell you like a like a contract for a car or life insurance. They're very smart, but you are smart as two. Because we are so smart, smell to say to us, you you don't have a problem. Now I want to ask you the same question. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Really? Are you really, 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 really honest to yourself? That's the first point. Because you can sell everything in your own personal life. You can fool yourself. You can convince your heart about something who's not good. Are you really, really honest? To yourself. The Bible has a very promising Bible verse in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things upon cure. Who can understand it? Let's read this Bible verse again. It's very positive, right? (laughs) This Bible verse speaks about your heart and your heart, not about my heart. I'm a pastor. (laughs) Speaks about my heart too. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? We are very good salesmen to help us out to certain situations we were right in. I want to show you a little bit of an old video clip, but it's amazing how, how you can deceive, how you can be fooled around about your personal life. Let's see a clip. Dola, dola. Where you they go? This your guy, all now for show. Do you remember me? I'm the. Look at that headmistress, he's acting like Toro Toro. <laughs> 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 Why are you not laughing? Is it not fun? Do you know me? Do you know that that headmistress is my mother? and I'm going to report to you right now. Do you know me? Do you know my name? Do you know the class I huh? am? Thank God, we're going in. <laughs> See, 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 see. You think you have says, I know your face. I'm going to report you to the headmistress. This is not my real face, so... Look at my real face, eh? You know, that's what I mean. We can sell everything in our lives. We can even change our face and help us out the situation. I want to ask you a, a question. My wife, she started some weeks ago about Daniel fasting. You ever heard about Daniel fasting? You just eat vegetables, healthy vegetables. You eat so much vegetables, one day you will die with vegetables. And I said to my wife, I will help you out because. I'm I'm a little bit the guy, I'm gaining weight, then I'm losing weight, gain and lose, that's a little bit my style. I said, honey, honey, I want to jump in, I want to help you, I want to do the Daniel fasting, I just want to eat vegetables. But now here comes the point. I have a favorite dessert called creme brûlée. Look at this picture, this is healthy. (laughs) Because on the top there are fruits, Right? I just see the fruit, it's actually like a smoothie. And here comes the deal, there are three main sentences comes up to my brain. When you're on a diet, or when you're starting like Daniel fasting, eating only healthy food, there are three sentences that your heart tries to deceive your decisions. For example, you say, well, I didn't have any dessert at lunch, but now for dinner, A small creme brulee, it's not a sin. What has to do, if I eat healthy and lunch, creme brulee has nothing to do on my agenda if I'm eating vegetables. Sentence number two. I've been working hard lately, I deserve something sweet. What has hard working to do with creme brulee? Another one, now comes the best one. I'm... Planning to exercise tomorrow. <laughs> now, these three sentences shows us if you made a decision in your life, your heart tries to deceive you all the time. We are the best salesman to convict us to live a different life. The big three Ds I will come up is dumb decisions. Have you ever made dumb decisions? decisions in your personal life. Dumb decisions. Can you show us the the, the slide, please? Clip, Tim. Dumb decisions. Yeah. This is a dumb decision. When I saw this picture, it writes uh, writes me a little bit about me. You know, because I had to buy a car some years ago, and and to be a pastor in Switzerland, you have to be smart to to ask the question, what kind of a car is good for the church? If I go coming with a Ferrari, the church is not happy. They say, oh, our pastor has a Ferrari. BMW, not good. Audi, bad. I saw a Mazda. You know, Mazda is from Asia. Mazda X9. It's a huge car. You have seven, seven um, um, seats. Huge car, nice car, cheap car from Asia. The church is no big deal. I bought it. I had to drive one hour, I picked it up and this guy had two garages, one garage on the top of the house and one garage under the house. We passed the first garage and I said to him, why you don't park your car direct by the door? He started to laugh "Say, you're so funny, this Mazda X9 will not fit into a normal garage. I said, what do you mean? Every Swiss garage, too small for your Mazda X9. That's why I parked under the house. I have a huge garage. I started to sweat. I drove home, tried to drive into my garage. I opened the garage and I started to realize: uh oh, this car doesn't fit in the garage. I said, honey, we have a brand new car, but we need a new garage. She said, are you kidding me? Before you bought the car, you checked the car? No. Have you ever made a test drive? No. Do you have any ideas about the car? Yes, it's beautiful. But beside that, no, no clue. This was a dumb um, decision to buy it. Because now we have two garages. One is empty and one is the car. Have you ever made a dumb relationship? Dumb relationship? Or even if, if you're in a church, you have not the right friends around you? The friends are not bringing you close to Christ. They're bringing you further away from the kingdom of God. The third is destructive habits. Habits, they are not, they're not healthy for you. This picture, my friend sent it to me, is also on a diet. And if you're on a diet, you see always a picture of food. Food, plenty food, big food, good food, a lot of food, yeah. These are the three D's. I want to tell you a little bit about a story about the Old Testament. We have a heart. This is how it goes. We have a heart, and our hearts are the best salesmen. If our brain... The Spirit says, oh, now, grain brûlée. it's not good, Leo. You're on a diet. The heart will bring up so many arguments. Why grain brûlée? brain, Spirit of God is good for Pastor Leo? The heart is so loud, so small, the best salesman, so loud until the brain, the Spirit starts to believe it. And the Bible says, our life is not led by our heart, it's led by the Spirit of God. We can deceive uh, our brain all the time. Then we come up with those kinds of words. The heart is saying, if I do that, oh, then I'm really happy. I feel rich. I am healthier, pleasurable, and that's right. And your heart can be so loud for so long, Until your spirit starts to believe all those things. Of course, there are also some people in the room that say, for me it's very hard to make any decisions. When I'm standing on a crossroad, there are too many options. Should I go right? Looks good. Left, good. Back, good. Everything is good. A lot of people, especially in our generations, they are for them, it's so, so difficult to make any decisions at all. Those people, they have these words. They are fear, if I decide for this girl, what if this girl is not good? And they're afraid. Or insecurity, I'm not sure if this is the will of God or not. Consequences, disappointments. Mediocrity, that means, let's be honest, because if you're buying a smartphone, the newest smartphone, from now in nine months, it's not new anymore. Our generation says, you buy it today, in one year, you're so old-fashioned. You need a new plug, and because of the new plug, you need also a new house. That's how Apple works. You buy a new smartphone, new plug, new house. Yeah. And your heart says, fear... Insecurity, consequences, disappointments, mediocrity. They say, for me, it's so hard to make any decisions. And let's think for a moment, which of these two relates to you? And here's the point, your heart is the best salesman. The Spirit of God can speak to you, God can speak to us, but the heart is so loud, have so many arguments why this is good for me. And that's how it works. The Bible says, our life should be led by the Spirit and not by our heart. Let's go into a story in the Old Testament. I want to explain this story to you in a moment. Here are three, four guys. Jeremiah, Nebuchadnezzar, Joachim, and Zedekiah. This was 600 BC for Christ. Here is the thing, here is the map of the Babylonian Empire, a huge empire, and here is Jerusalem. You can also say this is Europe, and here is Zurich. It's almost the same thing, Zurich is a beautiful city, number one city in Europe. They're saying that, yeah, it's not a joke, we are number one. I don't know why, but we are. This is like the empire, and here is Jerusalem. And Nebuchadnezzar said to Jerusalem, you can, you can be still in my kingdom as long as you're paying taxes. But they had to pay a lot of taxes. And one day, the king, Joachim, decided, why should I pay so much taxes to this guy who is really evil? And he decided, we will not pay any taxes to him at all. You know, if you live in Switzerland, if you don't pay taxes, the government The police is one minute later for your door. If you don't pay any taxes, the police is fast. And Jeremiah said, don't do this. God is saying to you, pay the taxes and honor God with the rest of your money. Don't do it. It was a prophetic word from God. But King Joachim didn't listen to Jeremiah. And what what happened is, Nebuchadnezzar conquered his king. And took him to prison. And a new king is arising. His name is Zedekian. He heard about the story of the former king. And he said to him, he is right. I also will not pay any tax at all. Because we are at the kingdom of God. We believe in God. We have nothing to do with this evil, bad king. Jeremiah came again and says, I have a word from God from you. God is saying, pay the taxes. And here is the point. God is speaking to us all the time. Don't do this, don't do that, or do that. And the question is, are we listening to God? Or is the heart still the best salesman? Are we led by the spirit or by the heart? Zedekin said, no, no, no. I'm not agree, Jeremiah. And he kicked this prophet away. Weeks later... Nebuchadnezzar came to Jerusalem, destroyed the wall, burned down the temple, killed all the high priests, took all the young and ladies and old boys to Babylonian, all the money, all the treasures, and just the old and crippled people he led as a leftover in Jerusalem. said, you can stay there. He took the king and all his king, uh, sons, put the sons in a line. And in front of the eyes of Zedekian, he killed one by one. When all the children are killed, he kicked out the eyes of Zedekian, put him to prison. This is an unreal story in the Old Testament. If you like getting up early in the morning, Monday morning, that's the story. You are awake like this. Pfft. Why is this story in the Bible? God is saying, I send prophets, but they don't listen. They're convinced about their hearts, what is the best for them. And even when you're in prison, even when you made bad decisions, and here's the deal, God's grace is bigger than your failures. In Micah chapter 4 verse 9, and the king is in the prison, and God is speaking to him, why do you cry aloud? Because he lost everything. And here comes the word. Is there no king in you? There is still a king in you. You made wrong decisions. You made a wrong crossway. But there is still a king in you. And the king God will never leave you, will never forsake you. He is still with you, by you. And he carries you to these darkest moments. And that's the grace of God. But this story is telling you and me, don't be assailants of your brain. Don't convince your brain that the decisions you're making is good. They are not good. They're evil decisions and evil decisions is the results always this horrible. This story is not over because Nebuchadnezzar had all the kings in prison. He never killed any king. You know why? When he had a parade, he took all the kings out of the, of the jail and said, "All these kings, I conquered." That's like a kings collection. He had a kings collection. That's my kings. That's an unreal story. And the Bible teaches us those stories. Don't fool around over your brain. If God is speaking to you, just listen. In uh, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19, as water reflects your face, so your mouth shows what kind of a person you are. This Bible verse just literally means you are the only one who knows really, 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 really what's going on in your, inside of you. There's a lot of people that are coming sometimes to me and say, Pastor Leo, you're so honest. You're one of the honest pastors. You are rough, real deal. You're speaking about things sometimes are getting red. Like oof, we are in the church. You are real. I always say, Wow, why you know that? Why you know my heart? You can't you, you cannot say this over any person because I'm the only one who really, really knows. What is inside of my heart? What is my drives? What is my ambitions? Sometimes you can say things, you can act a certain way, but still your motives are really, really evil. And that's why the Bible is saying, you are the only one who knows what's going on inside of you. If you want to make godly decisions, here's the first point. Are you really, really honest to yourself? Really, really. Really honest to your wife. Really honest to your friends. Really honest to your church. Really honest to your kids. Really honest to your neighbors. Or you're playing around, you're playing a game. Look, when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, before Jesus was crucified, he prayed a prayer to God and said, My Father, it is possible for this cup to be taken away. God, is there a way that you take the cup away from me? With other words, so many times when we pray, we pray, oh God. I saw this apartment. Please give me this apartment. Oh God, I saw this car. Please give me this car. Oh God, I see this. Saw this wife. Please give me this woman. Oh God, I saw these kids. Please give me also such kind of kids. Oh God, I see this and that. We pray eighty percent of our prayers are are self-centric prayers. It's nothing wrong about that, because Jesus prayed as the same prayer. God. I have a desire, I have a plan, I have a question. Is there not another way for me than to die on a cross? This is a question. God, is there not, not another way than the cross? We pray such, such, such prayers all the time. God, is there another way? But here's the point. Jesus is saying, not my will shall be done, but yours Not my will shall be done, but yours. Let's be honest for a moment. Are you really, 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 really honest to yourself? Really honest? Or are certain things, you're maybe single, you're so desperate, you're waiting since four years, you're praying, here's a guy, he looks good, acts smart, Swiss guy, rich, He's not a Christian, but you say, God, I'm desperate. And all of a sudden, you can, you can fool your brain and say, "It's nothing wrong to hang out with this guy. And all of a sudden, you're going wrong this way because you're fool around about your prayer, brains. Are you really honest to yourself about your ambitions, your dreams, your desires? Your longings in your life, that's the first point. If you want to make godly, smart decisions, be really honest. Why are repeating this all the time? Because I know you. I know me. Are you really honest to yourself? Some month ago, about two years ago, or three years ago, three years ago, better, three years ago, I sometimes sat in the front and other people preached in the church and I felt a little bit like bored for what I'm doing here. And I had no clue what should I do with this situation because I like to preach and teach, but I don't like to preach every Sunday because it's boring if you hear always the same preacher. Swiss people, we like varieties. So twice, a Sunday, I sat down and just listened to the messages and I felt bored. And for a moment, I felt something is wrong with me, with my attitude, if I'm not humble anymore or whatever. I went to a coach. He said, coach, I have a problem. Two times a month, I sit down, listen to the message. I feel bored. I think something is wrong with me. He said, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not honest to yourself. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, look, Leo, it's very simple you're like a soccer player. Every soccer player wants to play on the field. He wants to be involved in the game. He doesn't want, like to sit on the bench. You're sitting on the bench, but you want to play. I said, yeah, that's exactly the point. I want to play. Every Sunday, I want to play. He said to me, okay. Then when you have invitations and you don't preach in Zurich, then go to other churches, travel around the world, preach wherever the stage is. And here's the thing, if, if I will go to a Christian counselor, they will say, you are too proud. You have jealousy when other people preaching. But this guy said, no, no, please be honest to yourself. You are bored because you want to preach, you want to you wanna play in the game. Go home and from now on preach every Sunday somewhere in a church on a stage. When I came home after this coaching, I said to my wife, I want to be honest to me. From now on, I want to travel more because I have to travel because I cannot preach every Sunday night in Zurich because we we love varieties. That's why I travel, serve other churches. And this was for me the beginning of my worldwide international ministry has started in the coaching when I started to be really honest to myself. And sometimes to be honest, it's not easy. Are you honest to your wife? Are you honest, you, do you like how she cooks? Are you, are you happy? I said to my wife recently, honey, certain food are good. Certain food, I don't get it. It's, 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 a, it's a fragile thing to say it, Right? But let's be honest. Smart decision starts when you're really honest. I want to close with the one last Bible verse in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. God is not giving us a spirit of fear. Love, power, and self-discipline. I want to close in a very practical way. Every morning when I get up, I lying in my bed and saying, Jesus, here I am. I have dreams in my life. I have plans in my life. I have ambitions in my life. Even certain things are not okay, but I have certain dreams in my life. And if you could do miracles, then I know you can do miracles. But always, then I say, Jesus, these are my desires. But then I say, not my will shall be done. Your will shall be done. Not my ways, but your ways shall be done. And then I lay in the bed and be quiet. Then I sing, good morning, Holy Spirit. Here is Leo Bicker from Valley Zelen. I always mention my name and the place where I live. It's easier for him. I do this every morning, every morning. It's no every morning, and then I'm quiet and I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit. You know why? Jesus is saying, You are my sheep, right? A sheep is blind, a sheep is stupid, and a sheep will never carry any load. And every morning, I say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Leo from Volley said, I'm stupid, I'm blind but i will not worry i pray to jesus about all my desires about my dreams and passions but not my will shall be done your will shall be done and every sheep has a good ear a sheep is well able to listen the voices of a shepherd my sheep are hearing my voice thus the bible says and I'm just quiet. And every morning, I'm just listening to the Holy Spirit. You know why? My heart is not leading and guiding my life. My heart is such a good salesman. <laughs> my heart can even fool me. My heart can be so smart when it comes to Green Brûlée. But I want to be a man of God, led by the Spirit of God. And that's why I say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I am listening. And if I hear, I will do it. And then I know I can be really, really, really honest to know what is the will from God Almighty.